What do you think of this quote I, I, I saw last week? It, it, coming out of a lecture given in America, American Jews <clears throat> are only partial Jews, while Israeli Jews are total Jews. Grab your attention a little bit? <laughs> it, it, it grabbed mine. It's a, it was, it, it's a quote by the uh, I- Israel Prize laureate author A.B. Yehoshua that uh, he made it in a lecture that, that he delivered last Friday in America where he was lecturing about the relationship between Israel and diaspora Jews. And by saying American Jews, he really means all Jews living in the diaspora. Jews, Jews not living in Israel by choice. He said American Jews, diaspora Jews are only partial Jews while Israeli Jews are total Jews. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this A.B. Yoshua? Is, is this like, uh, you, know, you know, like some, some, uh, some rabbi, you know, some Zionist, Rav Cook rabbi guy? You know, no, no. Interesting. This is a guy. He's, he's pretty much as secular as, as they come. He, he, he doesn't wear a yarmulke. I don't know what he does on Shabbat or doesn't do on Shabbat. I don't know what kind of food he eats. He's, he's certainly not identified as a religious Jew. And you know what? Get, <laughs> grab this headline. He's not even a, a right-wing Zionist extremist. This guy is, is, is just about as lefty as they come. He's lefty with a brain. But uh, lefty as they come, you know, P- Palestinian state, the occupation is bad, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yet, yet this is a guy that's saying that a Jew that doesn't live in Israel is only a partial Jew. C- kind of interesting, kind of weird. I know, you know, I see when I look at the, uh, I look at the people getting off the nefesh benefesh Aliyah flights, the people coming to Israel today, the people making Aliyah <clears throat> from from the, the Western world, most of them, the men are wearing yarmulkes on their head. The women are wearing skirts. We're talking the, the, the majority of the people coming on, on Aliyah by becoming Israelis by choice, that is not being driven out of their countries by, uh, by tyranny or by persecution, they, they tend to be religiously observant Torah Jews today. They're the ones who see that, that Israel is the place to come, that Israel is the place for Jews to be Jewish. Religious Jews, religiously observant Torah Jews, not, the, not secular Jews, not at all, not Jews like, like, like Israeli A.B. Yehoshua, claiming that, that Jews not living in Israel are partial Jews, while Jews living in Israel are the only total Jews. Now, I know, it, it, I, I, when I present the, the argument here on the show for, for Jews to come home to Israel, it's, it's like from a totally different world. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an expatriate American that, that came to Israel, brought my family to Israel 21 years ago, I'm uh, at the time that I that I made Aliyah that I came to Israel. It was as a religious Jew, a Torah observant Jew. I, I found it, I, I found it very dissonant, even even to the point of being hypocritical, when when in my newfound religious observance, 
in in back in the uh, in the in the late eighties, early nineties, found me praying three times a day as 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 Torah observant Jews do. I found it dissonant to be praying, Oh God, oh God, help me return to Zion three times a day, praying to God to help me to return to Zion as if like I needed some sort of a miracle out of heaven to to bring me back, to bring me to Israel when when I realized my brain said, Hey, you know, I, I don't really need to pray to God to go back to Israel. I need to like go to the travel agent, buy a ticket from from El Al Airlines or some other airlines and just come. I didn't need like it, it's not like 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 hundreds and thousands of years ago when for a Jew to be able to come back to Israel required a, a miracle because Israel was not in control of the Jews because we were still being punished by being by being held in exile as punishment for for not following the Torah as God God commanded us to we were thrown out of Israel and we were not able to come back so we had to pray to God three times a day please please return me to Zion but but I saw that, that that's not true anymore. If I want to return to Zion, all I have to do is return to Zion. So so my point of view in talking to you, my friends who who don't yet live here in Israel, my Jewish friends, and and urging you to come home here as I did, has been one out of out of out of a religiously observant point of view that that the time has come that 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 God wants us to do this from from, from the Torah Torah perspective and 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 you know and, and kind of as a side argument that hey it's a pretty darn good place to live that that it's really a great place to raise your children that that economically we're in better shape than a lot of other countries in the world and that and, but 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 A B Yoshua the the scholar the writer the professor from, from the, the Israeli professor the, the the renowned Israeli author is not coming to you from any of those points of view he doesn't mention and he doesn't seem to care whether Israel's a better place to live or not he could care less or or I don't know what he believes about what God wants for us but he could care less what God wants for the Jewish people what he commands us Abi Yoshua is not being commanded by anybody to live in Israel I don't think he's being commanded by anybody to do anything I mean this is a guy who was present at the signing of the Geneva Accords remember that 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 horrendous that peace so-called initiative by the lefties, you know, to give the Palestinians their states, you know, dreaming, dreaming, oh, we'll have peace, we'll all live happily ever after. He's part of that group. He's not, he's not, God has given us this land and therefore we have the right to it, the historic, historic presence. No, 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 none of that. A.B. Hoshua is coming from some place that I don't even, I don't think I've ever even visited that place where, where A.B. Yoshua is coming from. I, I, I really don't. So, so if you're one of my Jewish friends not 
yet living in Israel. Has this got your got your hairs up a little bit? Got your back up a little bit? A little little disturbing? <laughs> the uh, Avi Yoshua was delivering a lecture that was part of the Hakatidra Strategic Friday Lecture Series, which is organized by the Land of Israel Museum. He said, They are partial Jews, while I am a complete Jew, referring to, to American Jewry. In no way are we the same thing. We are total. They are partial. We are Israeli and also Jewish. In recent years, my friends and I have needed to defend Israel against the matter of the state, as if it is merely an issue of citizenship, while Israel is the authentic, deep concept of the Jewish people. Abi Yoshua said, In no Sidur, in no prayer book, is there a mention of the word Jew, but only Israel. The name of our country and the territory is Land of Israel, and it is about this deep matter that we must defend against a, a Jewish offensive. He's, he's, he's identifying Judaism with the nationality of being an Israeli, of living in Israel. The, this, is, this is not the Torah religious concept as we know it. But uh, there, there, there is a little bit something to it. Yoshua added that living outside Israel is a very deep failure of the Jewish people. He, he reiterated that the settlement of Jews in the diaspora was something they opted for 2,000 years ago when the Jews could return to Israel but chose not to, and which he says was not imposed on Jews as it is historically presented among the Jewish diaspora. What he's talking about is, yeah, he's acknowledging without, without stating it explicitly that, yeah, Jews were originally exiled from Israel. We, we left Israel as a punishment when, when, when Israel was conquered first by the Babylonians and then the, and then the Romans. He acknowledges that, that we're thrown out of Israel. But, but he brings up the point and he's talking about, about the time of, of the Purim story. That the time during the, during the, 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 the exile there in, in, in Babylon. By the way, I reversed that. First the Romans, then the Babylonians. The, uh, the, uh, the, um, he, he's emphasizing the fact that about 2,000 years ago, we had a chance to come back into Israel to rebuild the second temple. And, 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 and that was the opportunity. That's when diaspora Jewry made the decision to stay there, to stay in exile. Not, not in recent time, not after the establishment of the modern state of Israel some, some 60, 60 or so years ago. He, 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 he's saying that, no, 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 the voluntary exile began long, long ago, almost 2,000 years ago, way, way back during the, the Persian exile. Uh, this, the, uh, remember, this is not the yarmulke-wearing, bearded, Torah-observant Jewish point of view. This is a secular Israeli 
looking at the historic facts and the current political reality. Kind of mind-boggling, really. He noted that the amount of immigration from the United States is minimal and, and as he said, embarrassing. He, he said there are about 500,000 Israelis abroad who can easily glide into their Israeliness, which they consider only citizenship and not identity. There, there's nearly no home without a convertible outside. I know these homes who, who are well off. Why? Because they can't find jobs here? He says the Swedes, too, don't have work in high technology in their country like they would want. But but you'll not see so many Swedes in the United States. Interesting. In in response to a a question from the audience uh, about the difficulty facing diaspora Jews to immigrate to Israel, Yeshua said, if Judaism is important to you, he said, if Judaism is important to you, then come here. Receive it in full and be part of it. But it's important that you understand they and us are not the same thing. Do not make do with texts. At least learn Hebrew. Learn about us through the intimacy of Hebrew. They should come here more often. All the love they have for Israel. Yet they were here for barely a five-day visit. Barely 20% of them, meaning American Jews, were, were ever even in Israel. A.B. Hoshua. I don't know if you've heard of it before. For sure you've heard of his, his books. A lot of them have been translated in, into English. But uh, it's certainly not the first time that, that, that A.B. Oshua, the internationally renowned author, has made statements like this, claiming that to be a complete Jew, even though I emphasize he's not a Torah-observant Jew. But his point of view is to be a complete Jew, that you must live in Israel, he, he did the same thing uh, during a, an American Jewish committee conference in Washington five years ago. He, uh, he, he said, he said in, in this lecture on Friday, he said, I've never heard the Jews analyze. This is, this is, another, this is a little bit of a kind of a, a staggering statement, especially by, 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 a, uh, by, by a, you know, a, a Jew without the beard and the yarmulke. He said, he said, I've never heard the Jews analyze the Holocaust as a Jewish failure, which was not anticipated, where for 2,000 years, in spite of the many red lights which lit up throughout history, we must say, first and foremost, we failed. For five years, a third of the, the nation, the Jewish nation, was destroyed. And it was not because of ideology or religion or economics, or territory. What, what he's saying here, calling the the, the, the the Holocaust a Jewish failure, he's saying it's a failure because Jews, put, we put ourselves in a position of being vulnerable, of being at the whim, at the beck and call, at the mercy of, of governments, of countries 
that we were not really a part of. We were always Jews, and, and according to Abi Yoshua, really Israelis, even when there was there was not a, an official state of Israel, and for cer- certainly after the state was formed after the war. But he's saying prior to the war, even then, Jews could have left Europe and come to Israel. Yeah, it would have been hard, but they would have been al- they would have been alive, like 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 his parents and ancestors did. Ye- Yehoshua's father was like a, a five-generation Israeli from Jerusalem, but his mother came from Morocco in 1939. She was she was one of the ones, her family, they left, they fled. And, and, and so he, he's not saying, like, like, like some of the rabbis will say, oh, the Holocaust was punishment, it was because we didn't follow the Torah, blah, blah, blah. No, Abi Yoshua is saying, simple. Simple. This is just like you know, you know, history. We Jews did not realize that for for us to be safe, for us to be in our own place, to be not vulnerable, to not be susceptible to 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 genocide, to Holocaust, to slaughter, we must be in our own country, in our only own country, even when it was not completely our own country, but the only true place that Jews can call their own, where Jews belong, is Israel. And and had we Jews been in Israel, there would not have been a Holocaust. Hmm. Abi Yoshua, not not to the pleasure of the American Jewish community, has claimed that 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 uh, full Jewish life could only be had in the Jewish state. He claims that Jews elsewhere were, as he puts it, only playing with Judaism. I don't know. Is he like kind of either consciously or unconsciously? Stating the view of, of the of the sage of the of the Ramban of, of Nachmanides, who who actually Poskins he he claims Jewish law states that doing any of the mitzvot, any of the commandments outside of the land of Israel is really only practice for when doing them when they really count, which is within the land of Israel. I don't, I don't know. That. I don't think A.B. Yoshua was quoting Nachmanides here. But but is that what is that really what he means by, by Jews living elsewhere, living outside of Israel, only playing with Judaism? Maybe. Yoshua said that these were in other statements, not not the lecture last Friday. He said, diaspora Jews change their nationalities like jackets. He said, once they were Polish and Russian. Now they're British and American. One day they could choose to be Chinese or Singaporean. For me, Avraham Yehoshua, there is no alternative. I cannot keep my identity outside Israel. Being Israeli is my skin, not my jacket.
He said, A.B. Oshua said, Diaspora Judaism is masturbation. He, he told editors and reporters at, at the Jerusalem Post, it, <laughs> here, meaning in Israel, he said, it's the real thing. intellectual lightweight by the way he's uh you know he was born in jerusalem he lives in haifa now where he's taught and served as dean of students at the university of haifa and uh he was a uh, he's been his writing has been compared to to, to franz kafka and to shy agnon and and uh, very very deep allegorical all, all kinds of uh, uh, all kinds of uh intricate deep messages in, in his writing he uh, he uh, he studied literature and philosophy at the Hebrew University of J- Jerusalem and and then he began teaching and fr- from 63 to 67 he lived and taught in Paris and served as the general secretary of the World Union of Jewish Students and uh, since 1972 he's taught comparative and Hebrew literature at the University of Haifa, where he holds the rank of full professor. In, in, in 75, he was a writer in residence at, at St. Cross College, Oxford. He's been a visiting professor at Harvard, University of Chicago, and Princeton. So this, this guy, he's no intellectual lightweight, and he's no stranger to, uh, to the concept of being a Jew living in the diaspora he's done it been there done that he's experienced it again not as a torah observant jew as an israeli jew and and he comes to the conclusion that the only way to do it the only way to pull it off is for a jew to live in israel Now, can <laughs> with this topic, I mean, can, can yours truly? Can can I pass up the opportunity to to give you? I got to throw in a little bit, you know, of the uh, of the Torah observant side here of that part of the argument here. Abi Oshu is presenting kind of like a like 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 a gut based. Um, emo- I don't I don't even know. I I, I I don't grasp his argument completely, but he's passionate about. It. He feels strongly. He feels it's like uh, like our religion is as much Israelism as as, as Judaism, but uh, I, I gotta say, you know, I, I can understand secular Jews continuing to live in the diaspora, not feeling the uh, the burning desire, the need, certainly not the obligation, the commandment to come home to Israel, as, as Abio Yeshua says. But but when I see my my bearded yarmulke wearing friends who who by choice are still living in exile i, I gotta wonder i the, the 
Israel is mentioned about 2,575 times in the Torah. The, the, the commandments, you know, you know, the 613 mitzvot commandments in the Torah. Well, about two-thirds of them, of, of all the commandments, all the mitzvahs in the Torah given to the children of Israel are connected to the land of Israel. Two-thirds of all the now, Now, now my Torah-observant Jews, your Judaism comes from the Torah. It's based on performing commandments. Mitzvot, you try and take like every opportunity to perform every mitzvah that you can. You you wear tzitzit, you wear those fringes, you, you wear like a ridiculous, like like kind of like a, an under thing under your shirt, a square thing, because we're commanded to put fringes on a four-cornered garment. Now, nobody wears a four-cornered garment today anymore, but no, we observe in Jews, in order to not miss this opportunity to do this mitzvah, we'll wear this ridiculous square thing under our shirt and sweat with it so we can do this mitzvah. But, but, but two-thirds of the commandments in the Torah can only be done in Israel. You can't even do them if you don't live here. Like the, And I'm talking specifically about mostly the agricultural commandments because you know a, a good portion of those two-thirds are connected to the temple, which even in Israel we still don't have the temple yet. So, okay, so, so it's not a full two-thirds that you can gain by coming home to Israel, but there's a good number of them that you can, you know, the, the, the tithes, the agricultural... the the Shvita year, the where we leave the land fallow. There's so many mitzvot commandments even today that you can't do if you want to if you live outside of Israel. But not, but you don't. You, you you wear the crazy square undershirt, but you want to go home home to Israel where you can do like a whole bunch more mitzvot. <laughs> Of the of the uh, the 638 commandments, 248 positive and 365 negative. You know, there's 248 say you should do so and so. Of those, only 126 of them apply today. And of the of the 365 no nos, don't do, only 243 are still in force. So, so in total, 369 of the 613 are still operative today outside of Israel. You can significantly build up your mitzvah count by coming to Israel. Really? The uh, Rabbi Isaiah Horowitz, better known after his famous work as the uh, as the SHLA, which is as an acronym for for Shnei Luchot Brit. Wrote, wrote, he writes that, that there's a, a mnemonic hidden away for this number, this, three, this, um, this 369 mitzvot that, that you can find in a verse. It's hidden in a verse in, in the Song of Songs, in Shira Shirim, in the verse that says, I sleep, but my heart is awake. He, he says, the Shlah says, if you add up the numeric values of the letters in the Hebrew word for I sleep, Yishana, the tally comes to 365. And when you add the number of letters that are in the word itself, four, the total comes to 369, which hints secretly that to the fact that when the Jewish people are in exile, spiritually 
asleep, only 369 mitzvot are in force. 369 commandments. Time to wake up, my friends. It says, it says in the, in the Torah, in, in, in the book of, of Numbers, of, uh, it, it says, Inherit the land and live in it, since it is to you that I am giving the land to occupy. That's the basis of the commandment for, for both the individual Jew and the Jewish people to live in the land of Israel. And it's repeated again in the prophets, And you shall dwell in the land which I have given to your ancestors, and you shall be my people, and I will be for, to you a god. And the, uh, the the sages of the Talmud, you know, you know, they they indulged in so much hyperbole, exaggeration, when they when they were raving about when they were extolling the meritoriousness of, of living in Israel, that they gave the impression that all the other religious imperatives revolved pivot-like around this axis of living in the, in the land of Israel. As an, as an illustration, look at the words of, of Ramban, of Nachmanides, who in his commentary on the Torah, at the end of his, uh, his commentary on, on the portion of, of, of Achremot, he says, listen to this, that the fundamental aim of all the Torah precepts is to see the whole of Israel dwelling in the land. Is, is he saying that, that Jews not living in the land of Israel are just playing at their Judaism? That they're only only partial Jews? Maybe. Being God's chosen people over all the other nations carries with it the responsibility of being affiliated to his name. It was for this reason that he gave them the land. As it is said, And I said unto you, you will possess their land, which I will give you as an inheritance. For I am the Lord your God, who hath singled you out from all the other nations. Parentheses mine, to be real Jews in Israel. The, uh, the sages and in, in the, in the rabbis of the Talmud, they declared the mitzvah, the commandment of living in the land of Israel, as equal to all the other mitzvot, all the other commandments combined. And, and it's true, that living in the land of Israel is not the only commandment about that, that, that's considered equal to all of the other commandments combined, but, but, but the mitzvah of settling the land of Israel supersedes even those because why this is the only commandment that that demands of us to sacrifice our lives in order to conquer the land and keep it from our enemies and, 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 and additionally the, this mitzvah is is unique in that the the transgression of shvut of resting on the sabbath is allowed in order to regain control of the land Wind coming in, picking up moment.
Marty Roberts here, the Marty Roberts Show. I know we're a little controversial here today by design. I, you know, they, they don't 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 get. You're still one of my Jewish friends. You're still still living outside of Israel. Don't. I'm you know I'm I'm deliberately I'm deliberately like irritating you a little bit, and I hope you won't I hope you won't like take it too personally and and you know get like really mad. I hope you'll think I hope you'll think a little bit about about some of these statements that are being made if you're a Torah observant Jew to kind kind of look into the into the Torah a little bit maybe in a in a little different way maybe maybe look at at the, the Ramban Nachmanides a little bit look at look at a little Rav Cook if you're if you're not a Torah observant Jew, which I know many of many of you, my, my friends are, my listeners, you you, you might want to look into just, just contemplate a little bit about what Abi Yoshua is, is is saying. Maybe even take him up on his challenge. You know where 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 he's suggesting that that it might be a good thing for Jews to visit Israel if you've not visited at all to. To uh, and if you have, maybe come for a little bit longer. Maybe come for a a little bit a, a little bit more often. Just just kind of j- j- try and uh, try and not get like too like like negatively emotional about what we're talking about today. Think about it a little bit. But all, f- feel free to respond. In fact, I would love you to respond. The way you respond is you go. You go to my website, it's it's MartyRobertsBlog.com. Simple, MartyRobertsBlog.com. This is the Marty Roberts Show. You go there, that's where you can find all the shows. You can, you can if you like what I'm saying, you're not too teed off at me, you can maybe even send me a, a donation to, to keep me talking. If you don't send a donation, it's not going to shut me up, but, but it will help if you do. And, and if you, if you respect, if you differ with me, but you respect my, my right to differ and you want to support it, you also click the donate button and, and, and send a, a, a contribution. It will be, uh, appreciated. You can follow me on Twitter. You can, you can sign up. You can do the like thing, you know, on the Facebook, the, the fan page. And, and there's a lot of articles, a lot of shows right there on, on the webpage, martyrobertsblog.com. And it's really easy to make a comment. So go, go to the show there. And, and comment. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Go back and forth amongst yourselves. You can do that. It's really easy. That's why I use the blog format, even though I'm not like, not, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, classically, technically a blogger. But I do use the blog format for presenting the shows to make it easy for you to comment, for the, to be give and take, pro and con. So go there, martyrobertsblog.com. And, and let me know what you think and what you feel. Yerushalayim. Baruch Atah Adonai. Baruch Atah Adonai. Baruch Atah Yerushalayim. 
You know, interesting, kind of by chance, I, I, I ran into another quote by uh, A.B. Yehoshua, kind of relevant to, to, to today's headlines. You know, we're, we're all talking about, we're all in shock about the, the horrible, the murders of, of, the, uh, of, of the Israelis, of the Jews in Toulouse, France earlier this week. The, the brutal, it's turning, as we speak, apparently they have the brother of the murderer he's he's like under siege like they've come to the french police have come to arrest him in fact a couple of french policemen were injured in the attempt to to arrest the brother of the guy who murdered those those four israelis in, including children in uh, in toulouse at the jewish at the jewish school there and and apparently the guy the brother of the murderer is is with his mother under siege refusing to give himself up they, they, these and, and they've apparently determined that that uh, yeah, the guy was white, but but he identifies himself the murderer with Al Qaeda. That he that he is indeed a Muslim, and uh, the, the most brutal, the coldest. He pulled up on a motorcycle. He opened fire with a machine gun, and then then cold bloodedly went up to these, to, including an eight year old little girl, to make sure she was dead. Shot her in the head and and, and videotaped it all. And and then and then we had uh, we had Catherine Ashton of the of the of the disgusting European Union with her statements comparing what happened to the Israeli children murdered in cold blood in Toulouse, France, with children in Gaza <laughs> that, that 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 may or may not have have even died as a result of being caught in crossfire from the Israeli army responding to to unending missile attacks on Israeli civilian centers of the children being used as 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 human shields by the Palestinian terrorists most of which being reported as killed had nothing to even do with Israeli fire we got one that fell off a a, a playground thing we got another one that was killed by a bullet being fired at at a celebration of a of a funeral of another terrorist. They shoot into the air and it killed a kid. And they present the kid to the news media as being killed by Israelis. But but we're not we're not even talking about that. And and but A.B. Yoshua said interestingly, this was like even a number of years ago. During the during the last time Israel was forced to, to go into Gaza to clean up the terrorism that was making life unbearable here in Israel, he said we are not bent on killing Palestinian children to avenge the killing of our children. All we're trying to do is to get their leaders to stop this senseless and wicked aggression. And it's only because of the tragic and deliberate mingling between Hamas fighters and the civilian population that children, too, are unfortunately being killed. The fact is that since the disengagement, Hamas has fired only at civilians. Even in this war, to my astonishment, I see that they are not aiming at the Israeli army concentrations along the border, but time and again at civilian communities. Yeah, A.B. Yeshua is quite a wise man.
Food for thought. Food for thought. Visit the website. Check it out. Let, let me know. Let me know what you think. You know, get it going there. Marty Roberts blog dot com. By the way, I, I think we're going to be changing the show the regular day to Wednesday like we're doing now. Today's the, the 21st of March. I, I think it'll work out a little better. So so look for the new shows on Wednesday on iTunes if you, if you do it there. But the best place to find the shows is at the website, MartyRobertsBlog.com. And uh, you can also sign up, if you follow me on Twitter or, or the Facebook, like the, the, the fan page, You'll also see notifications every time a new show show comes out. So so do that. MartyRobertsBlog.com. Little more than two weeks till Pesach. Gotta get out there into the beautiful spring weather. Prepare for the holidays and enjoy breathing the air of Israel. Until next time, Marty Roberts in Israel. Shalom Shalom.